Hello and welcome in a watershed moment for India's army in a landmark decision this week. The Supreme Court has allowed women to sit for the National Defence Academy or the NDA entrance exam. So sometime next year, the first batch of girls, just 17 years old, will get a shot at an enormous dream. A dream to become officers of the Indian Armed Forces where one day they could even perhaps rise to becoming a general an air marshal or an admiral, perhaps someday even the Army, Navy or Air Force chief. Till now, women were eligible for entry into the Army, but through the Officers Training Academy and the Indian Military Academy. The NDA, which recruits cadets fresh out of school, that means between the ages of 16 and 19, which used to be the gateway to permanent commission, remained an all-male bastion. So what are the implications of the Supreme Court's order? Is this a big push for gender equity? Will it attract more women to the armed forces? Is this symbolic or real change? Will women now be able to look forward to a long and ambitious career in the armed forces? Well, the former Army Chief General VP Malik joins us now. First, um, General Malik, you know, the court criticized what it called a mindset problem and it had to warn the government to change. They were the ones doing the prodding. You know, it all just sounds so regressive, not with the times. Why has the army been so resistant all these years? Is this an all-male establishment rattled or is there a reality on the ground that many don't know about? Uh, good evening, Sarah. It's a pleasure to be with you on this program. No, I don't think there's a mindset problem. You know, if you go through the history of the girls uh, joining the armed forces, uh, not only in our country, but other countries also, the orders have to be given by the government. And quite often, uh, even in the Europe, I have noticed that the judiciary was the one which pushed the government to uh, to get uh, uh, to ask uh, to get the girls to take their uh, permanent commission. I can cite. So many examples like Germany and uh, UK. But other, sure, sir, there was no introspection within the forces ourselves. Uh, Why wait for the court to push you? And the court's look, comments have uh, been really quite harsh. Look, uh, as I said, that even in many other countries, the courts had to push the government. It's not the decision of the army, incidentally, army, navy or air force. It is the government decision. Now, I'll tell you, there are four factors which are considered everywhere. Hmm. Uh, first one, of course, is the suitability, which means the academic qualification, the leadership potential, the physical fitness. Uh, uh, these factors are, uh, that is one. The second one is the combat condition in which you expect the girls to take part. I'm talking of the arms and the services, the kind of role they have. In different countries, it is different, uh, sure. slightly different. The third one is the prevailing social and cultural conditions. And in that, uh, we are still catching up with the Western culture. Uh, we, we haven't really caught up, but, you know, in our rural areas, in our small towns, there is still that hesitation of the girls joining the armed forces. And last, of course, one has to see the global experience. And today, when I see the global experience, in which uh, most of these countries... Uh, democratic countries have allowed the girls to take the permanent as well as permanent commission as well as conscription also is there. Hmm. You know? I, 
I want to clarify, we're not talking about women in uh, combat roles right now. I mean, that's a whole yeah. subject of an entire different debate. Right now, that is not yet allowed. But, um, General, you talked about the cultural issues, right? Last year, when the Supreme Court ruled that female officers should be granted permanent commission on par with men, at that point of time, the Solicitor General appearing for the central government told the court that male soldiers in the Indian Army, many from rural India, were not ready to accept women commanders. Would you, I mean, many would find this argument repulsive. Is this an issue at a pragmatic level, though? Even then, I had disagreed with that. Okay. Uh, that advocacy that Even then, I had. After all, we've had girls uh, joining the, getting commissioned through the OTA for a long time now. We have seen how they function. Similarly, we have the girls today joining the other ranks also. As you know, in the military police, uh, we have got separate units for that. So to say that the men don't accept, I don't agree with that at all. I have seen enough of girls in the army uh, and also the Navy and Air Force. And that it's absolutely not true that the uh, men who come from villages, they, they don't give due respect. That's not correct. All right. Uh, that would also, I think... Uh, go against the tenants of the armed forces. You have to follow your commander. But let's get a retired Captain Shweta Mishra. Uh, captain Mishra, you had to retire as captain because you could not get a permanent commission. So what, after 14 years of service, ahead of your time, you were told you had to pack up and go home? Yes. Uh, uh, at the, to begin with, a very good evening and an absolute honor uh, to be interacting with uh, General uh, Malik. I have served in, in times when he was the chief, and I have served during Kargil War as well. But uh, 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 I had joined in 1995, and those are the years when the initial policies were such that uh, uh, women uh, officers could join only for five years. Mm. And uh, once uh, they had completed initial two, three years of uh, service, a decision was taken that a further five-year extension will be given. So yes, the dream to become commanding officer or dream to become a colonel or dream to get a promotion was certainly not there at hands with me. But having said that, the training that was imparted in officers training academy, the motivation that was there with the fellow officers and the and the obedience which was there uh, with the men I was uh, around, the, the, the men who were uh, under me while I was sub serving as uh, officer in charge, technical store section or officer administrative officer or in, or in any other appointment, the motivation of people which was around was absolutely upbeat and anyone who says that there are cultural issues and that the men are not yet, uh, you know, tuned to take women as leaders is incorrect. I think... The, the men one is commanding or the uh, junior persons around you, they only see uh, your leadership qualities. If you do not have ample leadership quality, irrespective of your gender, you will not be respected. But at the same time, if you are displaying, uh, you know, uh, mature uh, leadership qualities, mm. then you will be respected whether you are a man or a woman. So, uh, uh, so the, that point, I just, I, I just uh, can't, uh, you know, digest that uh, there are cultural issues and men are not ready. The, the, the so one interesting, surprising uh, why the government said that. So the government clearly may be out of touch by the voices of the two persons representing the uh, the army today. But uh, Captain Mishra, I, I want to again emphasize on this fact that, you know, after 14 years of service, I'm, I'm, I want all of us in our, our viewers, if you're in your like late 30s, early 40s, to imagine you've been at your job for maybe 20 years and you've reached a certain position. Now imagine being, knowing that in 15 years, you would have 
reached a ceiling and you can't go any further. So uh, would you say now there's at least a more drive that there's a reason for more women to take up this, uh, this, this as a career? Okay, your voice was breaking, but I get your question. Uh, I can narrate my example when uh, I had put in uh, three, four years of service. Uh, my male counterparts were uh, uh, about to appear for their Part B exams. And here I was, a Part B exam is a promotion, an exam which is mandatory to take promotions in the army and when it is mandatory to pass all subjects. And here I was, there was no reason for me to appear because I knew that I will not be promoted. So yes, at that point in time, and there was no reason or no motivation to have a dream and further, you know, uh, get higher ranks. But today, now that the that the forces are, are now much more mature with the, uh, you know, gender, gender integration that is taking place, the opportunities that have come up for women, even uh, I will begin from the uh, training time in the OTA, the training that is being imparted in our cases, ours was a special, uh, ours used to be the special batches where the training was a shorter duration experimental basis. Uh, was there, but then subsequently now the training is at par with uh, uh, boys in uh, academy, uh, lady cadets and gentlemen cadets go through the same training, same duration, sure. similar uh, uh, entire physical standards are there. And uh, after that, uh, the uh, short service commission, which is granted to two men and women is identical. And post that, now the opportunity of permanent commission has also opened up. Yes. So most certainly, yes, the dreams uh, can come with the girls, that, uh, the, the aspirations can come with the girls and the girls can be uh, now uh, performing well. So at, at, my, uh, at the time when I was serving, uh, those opportunities were not there, but then uh, having said that, I will uh, say that no project can begin, you know, in its full uh, capacity from day one. Okay. Every project uh, has so to be incremental. In and the you know, the process it may be of iteration slow, but it is happening in the army. It is happening. That's what I'm saying. In, okay. uh, it has incrementally improved okay. from what uh, we were to what uh, happened after 10 years to what is happening now. So uh, for girls to now get getting inducted in NDA is a natural progression. Now, uh, I mean, up, up until now, it was only officers training academy where... Yes, I mentioned that. Okay, um, uh, let's also get in uh, Gurmahar Kaur. Gurmahar Kaur's father, Gurmahar is an army years. kid. Uh, her father, Captain Mandeep Singh, was a martyr during a counterinsurgency operation in the aftermath of the 1999 Kargil War. Uh, Gurmahar, thanks for your time. You know, um, you displayed incredible bravery and spunk mentally too when you had faced, when you as a college student faced death threats, rape threats, when the ABVP objected to your views on nationalism, right? But you did not break, you did not bend. When you hear some of these uh, specious arguments made in court that, you know, women are not physically and mentally strong as men to be in the armed forces, what's your reaction? Uh, first of all, Sarah, thank you so much for having me. I think... I think I obviously very much find it ridiculous, um, and these arguments are very regressive. We have seen, um, you know, like uh, like Captain Mishra here said, she's been in the military for a long time, uh, and she joined the military in '95. I was born in '96. You know, women have been um, taking up leadership roles, have been joining the army, have been mentally strong enough to go through um, the training that's you know at par now at OTA. So when people make these arguments that women are not, um, you know, are not 
mentally or emotionally or physically fit enough to be at par with men these arguments are just generally very regressive i don't think in you know in 2021 right now there's any ground to these arguments except um it just sounds very almost silly to me so young women you believe young indian women who want a career in the armed forces they don't have any mental blocks per se but let's uh Uh, let's let's try and get some reactions from the audience uh, if we could just line up uh, samyukta thakur anandita singh and kanika joshi you can all just unmute unmute yourself let's get some reactions uh, some views from uh, uh, from the audience on our show today go ahead samyukta uh, good evening everyone so i have two questions regarding this in siachen there are posts with only four soldiers they sleep and share the same cramped post for defecation it is really hard for them to live and sleep with their subordinate soldiers in situation like this soldiers undertake patrols that last for over 20 days at times during this phase they sleep bathe do morning course in open there can be no separate arrangements for women in a country like india women are held at pedestal it is the culture of our country and so how do you think women will cope up in a situation like this okay who else um, let's go go ahead um, can we try and take one more audience uh, response over here anandita singh yes um, so i think i think that uh, the question the uh, conversation here is about whether women are um, you know fit for leadership roles or not i think that the conversation should be stirred into a different direction because i don't feel that this is a way to enforce women empowerment in a country where army men have been alleged to rape women um won't we be putting our women soldiers at risk by enrolling them with these men and moreover shouldn't the army vet these soldiers better so that these incidents don't happen again instead of hiding their crimes i mean okay kanika joshi good evening everyone my question is uh, will the women officers get period leaves and other concessions so that they don't face any medical issues while working okay um lots of interesting thoughts thrown up over there i don't know who wants to try and take this captain shalini uh, captain shalini saying also like um, Ca- uh, captain mishra i'm assuming you had to step aside uh, after about 14 14 years uh, in the army but before that i just want to clarify after listening to all of our viewers that you know women presently are allowed entry into the 10 arms of the army but not the fighting arms so that we're not talking about that yet the decision to accept women into the armed uh, the army's infantry the armored mechanized forces and artillery is still to be taken that is a separate discussion but uh, the indian air force has deployed women in combat roles and employs women fighter pilots the navy is looking to progressively induct uh, women on board warships so they've certainly moved forward but go ahead uh, captain shalini singh would you like to try and uh, take some of those questions uh, uh, thoughts that were thrown up by our audience Uh, good evening uh, to all the panelists and the aud- uh, audience who have uh, thrown the question. I think uh, General Malik sir wants to say something. He's raising his hand. If you can allow him to speak before me. Sure. Actually, General Malik, would you like to respond to the voice of the youth on the show? <coughs> yeah, very interesting. I must say. And uh, you know, firstly, I want to the I want to clarify the point regarding the fighting arms. Now. flying a, a fighter jet or going in a submarine or uh, on a ship is different you know we are talking about the infantry the armored core mechanized infantry 
uh, and the artillery. The reason is not for any uh, leadership or physical fitness. It is primarily because they fight under conditions where we are not able to give them the kind of privacy that is required for the girls. After all, we have to go by the social norm. You, uh, you gave the, somebody gave the example of Siachin, which is correct. And my son has been there. He had to sleep with five or six men. And in those conditions, you are not able to give them a separate bunker or a separate toilet and things of this nature. Similarly, when you go out uh, in a tank and you have a night harbor at, at, you know, most of the people, they sleep under the tank. They cannot be given uh, a private place or a separate place uh, for a toilet or changing, etc. It is for that reason that we are not yet not yet taking the, the girls in these fighting arms. That is the main reason. Not And similarly, as far as the leadership is concerned, there is absolutely no difference at all. The Services Selection Board, as far as the leadership quality assessment is concerned, it is the same for the men and the girls. There is no difference at all. But how do they get to those leadership positions if they can't serve below? But uh, Captain Captain Shalini Singh, could you respond no, to that? Just one second. Sure. You know, at the time of selection, one of the uh, qualities that is assessed is the potential leadership. I'm talking of that. Potential leadership quality, that is uh, one of the selection criteria in every academy all over the world. And in our case also, the five-day services selection board that every boy and a girl has to go through that is what I'm talking of, the potential to become a leader that is assessed there. But, sir, with all due respect, I mean, perhaps um, perhaps the men should should step back and let the women then use the little existing infrastructure there is. Because then why should my daughter, for example, feel that she cannot serve her nation because there isn't that kind of infrastructure? But I think it's better for Captain Shalini Singh. Could you uh, maybe take some of those uh, reactions? Lack of infrastructure, you know, will women want period leave? I'm sure if they want it in, if they're employed in the army or in a corporate office, the issue would be the same. So, first of all, I would like to say that women officers have brought a lot of laurels to the armed forces. And whatever work they have been doing, they have been giving their, I think, more than 100%, putting in sincere efforts. And they are not uh, taking anything for granted that they are a woman so they can get some kind of privilege or they can... Not asking for any special of, treatment, not yeah. asking for so period leave, not asking for anything like that. Back to the period leave, I, I really want to understand from the uh, girl who threw this question that why do you want a period leave? First, you want to join a, a profession which is meant for national security and then what you're seeking for period leave. If that is the thought process, then I think then you must rethink. I well, not just in the army, ma'am, even here, like in a corporate job, in a job as a journalist, uh, we, uh, we don't like ask for, we don't get. We, when we do, when we have done our training, see, uh, maybe uh, I, I, I have a viewpoint that I'm not in favor of a period leave even when we are in the corporate. I worked in corporate also for 12 and a half Absolutely. years after serving in the army. So I think asking for a period leave and all, I, I really don't uh, agree for that. Uh, my viewpoint might differ from any other woman, but this is my viewpoint. Now, when we are talking about every a profession job, which talks about securing the nation. job environment. Every job has a different job environment, working environment. Yeah. I think we have to take that into concept. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, like, uh, if you are uh, 
deployed in a situation where you have to take care of your work and you have to be there you can't say i am i'm having my period and i want one day off or i'm having a stomach ache and i'm moving with a hot water bag i think we have to get over it and i must also say that the training which we do the office training academy which has trained us to become officers and stand equally with male officers i think the kind of training we get we get over all these kind of uh, mm. i will say very uh, small and minor pains of uh, what a woman uh, body undergoes right mm. now it is very important to understand that uh, what whatever general malik sir has said i am in agreement with him but i also say that yes now it's the high time uh, it's not that it is the first academy which is going to be open for women we already have officer training academy which is there for women in more than 20 years it is there so it is just like a replicating that kind of a thing when we talk of building an infrastructure in nda definitely nda doesn't has never opened its door for women so they are not prepared to take a woman uh, just like that so they have to uh, make some kind of required changes and that is okay and acceptable because any place which works as a co-ed atmosphere where a, a male or woman even if it is the office any structure which has a male and female both both working together we have to cater that kind of So uh, we would have to deal so with this in yeah. any. So in I think that is a very, very minor requirement. That is not a. Uh, yeah, got it. So I it's a welcome change. It must now be buttressed yeah. by changes in and policy, procedure, training, and infrastructure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kush Kala joins us. He's the lawyer and petitioner in this case. And Kush, I'm not going to ask you why you filed this because we understand the you know gender equality, etc. But perhaps I can uh, uh, try and pick up on what I think, what I sense those. Uh, uh women the our audience were asking i think they were trying to say that in a war or in operations one cannot guarantee that uh, you know women would be safe what if you know they taken as prisoner of war etc that women will uh, you can't guarantee that a woman will only come across a female combatant what would could you uh, add on to or respond um, to the thoughts raised by our audience even at a point we talk about the beti bachao beti padhao and when we see the constitution also it is Uh, mentioned there that there cannot be any discrimination in public employment so it is very unfair in this 21st century that in nda the women are not allowed and that too without any basis you are allowing allowing the entry in the short service com- commission and that too in 10 wings but you are not allowing in nda now mm-hmm. what will change after this see the women will get the permanent commission now if they get the permanent commission obviously they become in the leadership rules right because yeah. in a short service commission your your service is for some time yep you can just count it for 5 10 or 15 right but when you come for a permanent commission you can ask for your right now let me come to the infrastructure structure point see in 1980 the supreme court in ratlam municipality case it said that that no government body it can say that that we do not have the funds and therefore we we will uh, we will uh, not follow our duty so on the point of infrastructure no one can say that there is a issue there is a problem obviously it is a settled point that if you are a government body you need to accept that you mm. are bound by those principles you are bound by the gender equality which is How why the supreme derive? court said that these changes can't be seen overnight it's not going to happen in a day see obviously i i uh, i uh, go by that but the point is why so much of delay 21st century from the day it was established the nda was established till this date what was the issue what was the problem 
for not allowing the women in that particular area and why simply uh, because of infrastructure at least okay i want to we, we have uh, just uh, we're winding up we need to wind up but i want to bring in rupali singh uh, rupali paul uh, she's uh, joining us uh, 27 year old rupali you always wanted to join uh, the armed armed forces but i mean you couldn't um, your reaction to um, what happened in the supreme court this week and how do you feel any messages any message you would have for younger girls who now can join the nda something that you always dreamed of but uh, couldn't do yeah i think you know this is a progressive uh, approach towards a society towards gender equality and women empowerment too so having said that we the younger girls should be judged on their you know personality their intelligence and their physical capabilities we should not go by you know what we are going to get in crs we are not talking about combat it is about permanent commission so we should focus on that you know talking about combat we have new warfares so having said that person who sitting in delhi and you know she is uh, say from nda uh, in a permanent commission can do everything you don't have to just go to the loc and fight and have a direct you know hand to hand combat okay i think we're completely out of time but would uh, uh, captain mishra you put your hand up i can give you 30 seconds ma'am i'll just clarify we are continuously talking about the combatant roles roles in the infantry and armored corps uh, women have joined in the 10 support services and currently what uh, yes ma'am we're not talking about i've clarified that too yeah so it uh, so it is uh, uh, door should open for those 10 support services in nda and i'll also clarify that the training that is imparted in academies is identical to a person who's joining infantry or who's joining support Correct. services because Correct. anyone who's joining okay. support services may face a scenario okay. in support uh, services 30 seconds so, you captain shalini singh last word closing so, argument yeah so it is i would like to say it's a very welcome change and it's just not about the infrastructure it is a complete mindset shift that women can do it if given a chance and equal opportunities uh, we have not given them a chance till now so we are giving them a chance let them prove it if they are not able to prove it you always have an option to reverse the order that they are not able to of do course it. i think that's them a chance I think that's the perfect note to end on the uh, you know the Supreme Court has said it is conscious that reforms can't be made in a day they've granted the government time uh, I think 20th September they will file their detailed affidavit about these guidelines the next hearing on the matter will take place on the 22nd of September so um, this is not over yet but thank you all for joining us uh, captain VP, general uh, VP Malik especially thank you for your time